Vosai, we are on Daf Mem Amad Aleph. We're starting from Daf Lama Tes Amad Beis, the last line on the page. A few words, just just towards the end of the line, Amar Rabbi Yosef. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Yosef says, Lo lichlot inish, a person shouldn't scald wheat. We said we're scald, we scalding wheat is a way of stopping it from becoming chametz. Uh, uh, okay, a person shouldn't scald two pieces of wheat at once. You have to put them into the water one at a time. Maybe one is going to go and, and uh, settle into the, into the uh, crack of the other one. And this uh, bubbling up of the water is not going to reach from the four, from the four sides of the, of the uh, grain. And therefore it's not going to be sealed in. It's going to come to, and therefore it's going to come to uh, become chametz. Then Abaya, we have to just remember, Abaya is a person who believes that liquid, fruit, fruit juices, or the juices of fruits, also makes things chamed. So he says, A person shouldn't toast two stalks of wheat at the same time. Maybe the water will come out of one, because the, the fire makes that happen. The water, the moisture will come out of one, and it will be absorbed into the other one. And we actually the chimitz will come to become chametz. I'm like Rabbi. So Rabbi said to me, "He says, what are you talking about?" He says, "If that's true, if you have to worry that it's going to go from one weak stalk to the other, then according to you, even even one weak stalk, you're not able to toast." And apparently, they knew that they could. So because according to you, maybe the liquid's going to come out of one side of the wheat and go into the other side of the wheat. So what's happening? El Amar Rabba, so Rabba says, rather what? It's not a problem. The reason why we do wheat is may peris ninu. It's fruit juice, the liquid that comes out of the, of the grain, and may peris enachitzen, and the liquid from fruits does not cause things to become chametz, period. That's why it's no problem. That's why it's no difference whether you do one or whether you do two. And the truth is, Abaya backed off of what he said, not because he holds, not because he backed off his position that may peris, uh, makes things chametz, that, that liquids from fruits makes things chametz. So, but he backed off for a different reason. And he said a different position, but call Agav and that long as the, as long as the liquid is coming, is falling downwards, okay, flowing downwards, it does not cause something to become chametz. Okay, and where do we see that he held that position? We're going to see it in one minute. Dhamra Abai, because Abai said, Hai Chatzpah Da'avishna. They used to use a, a certain, uh, a certain container, a jar, Okay, that they would that, that they would use to dry out the wheat uh, uh, in the in the oven. So if it's turned face downwards, okay, since the liquid's going to come out, that's going to come out of the out of the wheat is going to go is going to go downwards. It's going to pour downwards. It's fine. Zakifa also, okay. So those it's but if you if you use it with the container face downwards, then it's fine. Then then the, it's not going the, the water's going to flow downwards and it's going to be fine. Zakifa also, but if it's upright with the hole to the top. And the and the liquid is going to gather in the keli that it's forbidden. But Rav said it doesn't matter either way. It's fine for the reason that he said before. If it's a kifanamisha, even when it's turned upright, why may peris ninu again? Because he holds the liquid that comes out of wheat is is fruit juice. But may peris and and the juice of fruits does not turn things chametz. Tanarabana, we learned now. This is a famous problem. Uh, it was a normal process. Uh, a normal process. Let's say if you want if you want grain to make good flour, so you 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 put it in water. Okay, and then you're able to knock off the bran from the grain uh, to get a very good flour, get a very clean flour. So, ain't On Pesach, we do not put the water onto the barleys. 
okay, uh, on Pesach. You shouldn't do it. Being lost us, if you did do it, he did. He did put the. He did soak the, the barley in the water. This baku asuros. Once they, if they split, then they're forbidden. Okay, because why? That's gonna, they're going to become chametz. Okay, lotus baku matars. But if, even if they got, they, they even if they got bigger, but they didn't split, they're still permissible. And he says, no. He says, what you do is, you can just, you can just put them into vinegar, and that will stop them from becoming chametz. Amar Shmuel, ain't Allah chorik Yossi. He says, Allah is not like Yossi. We don't rely on vinegar to, to, uh, to, to say that, that things are not going to become chametz. Amar of Chista, Amar of Chista, Amar Marukva, Rav Chista said, that Rukva said, Lotus Baku Mama, Shalakoshi, Menichan, Alachabis, Okay, behenis bakus meyaleyan. Okay, when 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 we said that that if they split that they're forbidden, we don't mean that they literally split. Even if there's just something that they already they already were affected in such a way that if you put them on top of a of a uh, barrel of wine and the and the the vapors that absorb them are going to cause them to split, that's already enough that they should be forbidden. Shmulamai said no. This baku mamash. What we said the rice is is literal. If they split, then they, then 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 those barleys are forbidden. Abed Shmuel Uda Bedura Debe Barachashu, and and what and Shmuel actually gave a ruling this way in, in practicality in a settlement of Barbechashu of Barbechashu Kishnisbaku Mamashim. He said that he said it's only forbidden if they if they literally split, but if they didn't split, then they are still permitted. Amar Rabbah Nefesh Leiyosos. Rabbah says that a, a person who really cares about his spirituality, cares about his soul, he will not he will not. He will not uh, wet the grain uh, before they, you know, and process it. I, my ear, he says, my ear, what do you mean? What do you mean a person who cares about his soul, a person particularly pious? I feel the Kuliyamanama, everybody is forbidden. The hot time we learned, the Bible, the Bible said for everybody in the world, ain't losses in Shavir Pesach. He said that we don't wet the grain on Pesach and, 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 and process it. So what do you mean, what do you mean a, a particularly pious person shouldn't do it? We learned that everybody should do it. But he said, it's, uh, just to be exact, he said we don't wet the barley. Okay, so where says Hachi Kamar? This is what he says. Here's the point. We said you're right. The Bryce said that everybody may not may not wet the barley and process it, but but he's coming to say what that even that even wheat, okay, which is hard and it's and it's not so likely to become chametz, okay, even that you shouldn't wet before you process it. Okay, Amalei Rav Nachman. He said, "One second. He says, "Man that says they love whoever listens to you, to, to father, to you gave him respect." Achol Namo de Pusha. He says, "You're going to end up taking, end up eating, uh, you know, uh, uh, low class bread, you know, second rate bread, unclean bread. Why? Doha be Rav Huna. Let this say because it's not true. Because if you, if you don't, because if you don't, if you don't." If you don't wet it, the flour before you pound it to take off the the, the the grain before you pound it to take off the bran, you don't get a nice clean bread. So whoever listens to you, they're going to have a second great bread. Okay, the ha, and it's not true. You said the ha bear of Huna in the in the house of Rav Huna, they they would they would wet the the wheat. Ube Rabba Bar Rabin Litasi they would do the wheat. Who says we? The Bryce said barley we don't, but not wheat. Rabba Rabba said no. He says he, he says you are. It, it doesn't matter. He doesn't. He didn't care. He says it's forbidden to wet even the wheat. Okay, what do you mean? So, but, but the Bryce said we, that we don't wet barley. So you see, it's barley we don't wet, and not wheat. The answer is what? So in Okay, But we. It sounds like what? It says barley not, but wheat. Yes. Yeah, so how's he going to say what he's saying? 
So the answer is you're going to answer the brisa this way. The fact that it said barley does mean barley you can't wet and wheat you can't wet. But rather what elomibaya kamar it goes without saying. He says elomibaya. It goes without saying chitin that when it comes to wheat came into Ispeit Syria Syria since it has a crack a cleft and the water gets into it. That's clear that you shouldn't wet. The wheat goes without saying. Forget about the hard part. It's got a cleft in it. It's going to be very likely to absorb water. So it goes without saying that wheat, I can't wet before I process. I'm all sorry, the, uh, the, sorry, the she, the shea, but when it comes to barleys, which are smooth, they my shopper dummy, there I would say it's okay to wet it. I'm not sure the price told me that I can't wet the barley. So it's not that I, I can't wet barley, but I can't wet wheat. I, 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 go, and everybody knows I can't wet wheat because it's got a crack in it, it gets cleft in it. But it came to tell me that I can't wet even barley that is smooth. Later, Rava backed off of what he said. He said, He said, no, you are allowed to, you are allowed to wet the wheat, the tiny, because we learned clearly in the Brisa for this reason, he brought a proof. Because we learned, When it comes to Pesach, we can do matzah, uh, we can do the mitzvah, uh, whether it's um, the, the clean bread, the white bread, the fine, fine bread, or the, or the le, le, second rate bread. You can't have this clean bread, okay, this high class bread, without having, without having wet the, the grains first. So therefore it must be that you allowed to, you allowed to wet, grain, wet wheat grains, uh, uh, like we've been saying. So Papa says, one second, he, I'm going to ask you a kasha. Your whole proof is based on the fact that you can't get a white bread, you can't get a fine bread without wetting the, with the wheat first. He says, he says, I'll prove to you that you can get a fine bread without wetting the wheat first, because we learned that. Come on, so you know, you know that in order for something to become eligible, you come to me, it has to get liquid on it, let's say water uh, purposely, that the, you know, that or the liquid on it that the, that the owner is happy about. So now we're going to see, we learn. Let's say we have, let's say we have flowers, uh, flowers and fine flowers, of non-Jews, shall kvarim tohorim. If if there comes from the villages, we can assume that they're not prepared, to, that they're that they're clean in the respect that they're not set up to become tame. Because why? Because they never put, as we'll see, because they never put water on it. But shall krachim. But the but the non-Jewish flowers and fine flowers of the cities, tameim, they are tame. Why? Because they were. Was it? will see. Because water had gone on them. Okay. The kvarim my time. But what's the reason why the villages we don't worry about it? Lab mishum dolah. Let's see. Isn't the reason why? Because in the villages where they're not so uh, high class, not so not so uh, not so picky. So they don't they don't wet the, they don't wet the grains before they before they process them. But called Karile solace and still it talked about the flour and the fine flour. The fine flour is, is talking about is talking about. So you said that's what makes the that's what makes the good that's what makes the good bread. So therefore, you see that I can make the fine bread without having wet it because even the fine bread over there, or the fine flour but that makes fine bread, was was not considered to have water gotten on it on the grains. Gemara says no. Rabbi says no, no, no. Teguma Kimcha. He says when it talked to me that 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 it's only talking that it, that it's okay. It's only talking about the regular flour. He says no, I wasn't talking about the fine flour. It was a little. We have to see how to read it properly. Boss of the Nafik, after Rabbi left, Amra Rav. So Rav said, I my time Why did I tell him from this place? He had, he felt he had a better place that he should have proven to Rabbi that he can get a fine bread without having wet the grains before processing them. Because we learned that the that the wheat for the mincha in the base of Migdash ain't losing some. We do not wet them. Okay, but call Carlos says and still the Torah calls it fine flour. So you see that you get you can get a fine flour, get a fine bread without having wet them. 
Later, Rav went back and he said, not only did he say what, that you're allowed to, not, that you're allowed to wet the wheat before processing, he says, mitzvah toast. it's even a mitzvah to wet it. Now, how's he going to do this? Okay, we're going to, and we just want to explain. We have, it's, it's, it's clearly, it says in the Torah, we have a special commandment to guard the matzah that we are going to, that we're going to eat. Now, that's the matzah that we're going to use for, to eat them, do the mitzvah, basically, it has to be matzah that was guarded. Now, I just want to point out, it's, I, it can't be telling me the normal thing that I should, it can't mean when you guard the matzahs that it can't be chametz. It's obvious it has to be matzah, it can't be, but you know it can't be chametz. So the guarding has to be something in addition to the normal process. So for example, let's say when I put the water into the flour to make the dough, to make the matzah, it's obvious that I have to make sure it's not chametz, that I can't make matzah otherwise. So it can't be the normal watching that I do when I, when I, when I need the dough, okay? That it can't be, it has to be something extra. So he wants to prove to me from the fact that I have to fulfill the mitzvah of guarding the matzahs especially, that they should become chametz for the sake of matzah, that, that it must be that must be that we wet the grains. Why? He says shenemar ushmar. He says shenemar ushmar to samatzas. Says you have to guard the matzas. Vilo de boilesita shimer mai. He says if, if if it weren't for the fact that you must. Uh, wet the grains, make a nice, make a very fine matzah, uh, and that's why and that's why you have to do it and guard it from becoming chametz after you wet after you wet the grains. Says Isha, okay, he says we eat low by the If it's not, if so, it makes sense. If, if it weren't for the fact that you have to wet the grains, which is what I say, therefore it's a mitzvah to wet the grains, and you'll guard it then from wetting the grains, they shouldn't become chametz. Otherwise, okay, uh, otherwise, what is the watching for? If that's not the case, he shimmer delisha. You want to tell me about watching when you when you need it? Shimmer delisha love shimmer. We're watching for during the. During the, the during the kneading of the dough is not watching at all. That's the normal process. You have to make sure it's not chametz. It's clear. Okay, because we learn we learn the following. We learn that let's say you have doughs that were made by non-Jews. Okay, so they weren't they weren't specially watched because a person can fill his belly with them on the night of Pesach. Obviously, you baked it. But you have to eat a kazayis of matzah at the end. I bachrona in You see, it's only what the matzah at the end, but the first part you ate, the, the bread that was made from the from the doughs of the non-Jews is not good enough to fulfill the, fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. My time was reason. Mishum delo avid shimur because because it's not because you didn't wash them specially. So you see that even though obviously that dough from the leash of the dough of the kneading, you're obviously taking care that it didn't become chavis, but that's not called the special watching in order to do the mitzvah of matzah. Because obviously he did. So he shows you from the fact that, we, that we, obviously we look, took those doughs of the non Jews and made sure they didn't become chametz, yet we still say, you know, you have to have the special matzah, okay, uh, to, a, after all that to do the mitzvah. So you see that the guarding you do by, by, by kneading is nothing. It's not considered the watching of the mitzvah. I, okay, one second, the says, so what? Well, we, maybe, maybe it's the other way. But, but still, how about from the time of baking? We don't mean actually after it's baked, but we want, okay, uh, up until you get into the oven and get it baked. You see, she be carbine, and we see what has to be by definition, it has to be by definition um, some kind of watching that was even before that. Uh, which we said is what? The fact that you wet the wheat. So you see, that not only a lot of wet the wheat, but you even, even a mitzvah to wet the wheat. Umar says, Mimai, who said, maybe the case of the of the doughs of the non-Jews are different. Why? To be the really what watching at the time of needing is considered watching. 
I, why did the watching of those those not be considered watching? Because he bought it from the non-Jews. At the time that it was eligible to be watched, when you put the water into the dough, he didn't do it because that was, that was, that was in the hands of the non-Jews. But at the time when it's eligible to watch, when you put the water into the dough, let's say it was needed by Jews, so then maybe it is true that guarding by the, by, by, by the guarding at the time of needing is a good guarding. Nevertheless, even though they challenged, even though they challenged Rabbi, he did not renege. Rabbi, okay, 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 he didn't go back. Okay, Rabbi, Rabbi didn't go back. Because Rabbi once said, people who are busy turning over the sheaves of grain, when you turn over those sheaves, you have to turn them over for the name of the mitzvah. And even from the very beginning, right from the time of harvesting, he wants everything to be, he already holds it to mitzvah to be guarding. You need a guarding from the beginning, from the very beginning to the very end. Sounds like even from the time of the harvest. His mother, this rabbi's mother, she used to take the, the dough and she used to put them into, she used to collect them into these bins or containers, okay, in order that, 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 that from the very beginning it should be watched for the sake of matzah. Who are the chiti, the tava, the tava, uh, okay, bechishta. It was a certain boat that was full of wheat, and it sunk in the in the uh, in the uh, river chishta. Okay, and and now they, we were afraid. They were afraid that something could become become chametz. This is before Pesach. Shai Rava that was the Nachem. Rava allowed the the owners to sell this wheat, which we were in favor. We were afraid it's going to become chametz or is chametz uh, um, uh, to non Jews. Uh, but he didn't allow them to sell to Jewish people, obviously, because they're afraid to become chametz. But the question is like this, okay? But the question is like this: that, but and, and it wasn't clear. It wasn't. You couldn't see clearly that it was chametz. So you, you couldn't sell it to Jews because maybe they're going to end up having chametz on Pesach. But sell it to non-Jews. Now there's a problem. Once you sell a forbidden product to non-Jews, we have cases. We're going to see that you have to worry that the non-Jews are going to sell it back to a Jew. The same way you couldn't sell it to a Jew before because he's not going to know it's chametz. Maybe the Jew's going to buy from the non-Jew and not know it's chametz. So we have a kasha. We're, we're going to bring a proof that you're not allowed to sell things to non-Jews that they could sell back to the Jews. So we're going to have a question here. Why could you sell this wheat to the non-Jews? Asibay, let me ask you a kasha. He said, how can you let him let, let the sell to the non-Jews? Didn't we learn? You have a cloth where a thread of, of forbidden mixture of the linen and wool, a thread's lost in it, and you can't see where it is, so it's shotnays that can't, a Jew can't wear. You can't even put it on them. You shouldn't sell it to the non-Jew. Why? Because we're afraid the non-Jew will sell it back to the Jew, and the Jew won't know that it's, it's shotnays and he'll wear it. Nor can he, and also you can't make a you can't make a blanket for a donkey out of it, lest you come and cut a piece off and use it. Okay, I will but you can use it as shrouds for a dead person because once we use something for shrouds for a dead person, they're forbidden to anybody else to use it, so it's not going to be a problem. And the dead person is not obligated to to not wear a mixed species. The nachim my time up. Well, what's the reason I can't sell it to a non-Jew? Isn't the whole problem where he's going to go and sell back this? Cloth with the hidden shot is in it to a Jew. So how can he said? So he said to Rabbi, how can you how can you allow us to sell this hidden chametz to uh, or uh, to uh, to a non-Jew? Okay, they're not going to know uh, uh, this or the, the, to non-Jew. Maybe the Jews will buy it and they won't know. 
So Hadam Rava, Rava went back and he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said you're right. He said, Israel. He said, what you should do is sell it just a little bit to one Jew and then to another Jew, so that nobody gets a whole bunch of it and they're going to use it up. Okay. So sell it to Jews a little bit at a time, so that it was a little bit to each one, so that it'll for sure be used up before Pesach. We learn, if you want to thicken your pot on Pesach, okay, so you cannot put flour into it, okay, flour into the pot, but because we're afraid that what, that it's going to, that before it cooks, it's going to become chametz. The person does want to, does want to thicken the pot, okay, uh, with these, uh, and this flour. Notice it's the chemical. So you do is you put the flour and then put vinegar in, and that will cause it to qu- to cook very quickly, and it won't become chametz. Some people say no. You can even put the, the vinegar first, and then put the flour, and it'll still work, uh, even though it's mixed up with the pot, etc. Who's the second opinion that holds that 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 fla- that that vinegar works even when it's in the it's mixed it's in the pot before you put the you know mixed up in the pot before you put the the, the flour? Rav Chista, Rav Chista, says Rav Chista, Rav Chista says and it's Rabbi Yehuda. Why did Tanan? Because we learned the Elphus Rakadeira Shaviran Mirutachim. Because we, we're going to see that what that he holds it even when you put the the, the vinegar into the pot uh, 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 it, first, it still makes it, it makes it cook quickly. If you have a, a pan or a pot, you took off the first fire while they're still boiling. You cannot put spices into it on Shabbos. Why? Because it's, that's a cleavish and it's going to cook it. You're going to be cooking the spice on Shabbos. But you can put it into a bowl or into a soup tureen, okay, which is the second keili, and it's not going to cook. He says, you know, you can always put, yeah, you can put it into a second keili, okay, and you can put anything you want into a second keili, but you, but not something that has vinegar or or fish brine. Why? Because those things are going to cook uh, quickly. So therefore, what? Uh, uh, and even though the even and even though what the vinegar or the fish brine was before you put in the the spices, it's still going to be forbidden. So you see that Rabbi Yehuda holds that even when the vinegar is in the pot before you put the other thing, it's going to make it cook quickly. I said one second. Why do you know? Why do you say it's only Rabbi Yehuda? But no, Rabbi Yossi. I'll show you. Also, Rabbi Yossi holds the same thing. Okay, Rabbi Yossi Omer showing b'chametz Didn't we learn that Rabbi Yossi says that you take these? That you take. Didn't we learn earlier that you take these uh, barleys and you can put them into the into the uh, into the um, uh, into vinegar, and the vinegar makes them contract so they won't become chametz. So he says, no, that you can't compare. It's not the, it's not the same thing. When Yossi told us what he told us, that's where the vinegar is, is unmixed. That's when the vinegar is by itself. When, when it comes to mixture, no. So if I preempted before, there's a point was before, we're talking about whether you put the vinegar before or after, and now we're talking about whether the vinegar is mixed or not. Maybe I preempted. Ula Omar, Ula said what? It makes no difference whether you put the vinegar before or vinegar after. Uh, it's, you're not, you cannot thicken the pot with flour. Because we have a rule, we say to the, we say to the Nazir, who's forbidden to eat grapes, go round, go round. Go round, go round. Don't, don't uh, go round and round and do not go into the vineyard. Even though what? You're only forbidden to eat grapes. But we say, since you're forbidden to eat grapes, don't go into the vineyard. Here, what we don't want to take chances, no thickening of the pot on Pesach. Rapapi would, would allow 
the bakers of the of the exlarch's house. Remember, the exlarch was the head. These he had a very uh, busy a busy household. It was a big it was a big meeting place. The mincha gedera be He would let them. He would let them. Uh, he would let them thicken the pot. Uh, with flour from toasted grains. Amar he said, Is anybody allowed such a thing where there's lots of, of uh, servants there? Servants are, are, don't take care with the mitzvahs and they're going to come to make it, they're going to come, okay, they're going to do more than they're supposed to do. They're going to do transgressing. So he says, how can you do such a thing? Ikadami said the other way, Rabbi Gufa, Mechalek, there, he himself, uh, fix it, uh, he himself thickened the pot uh, with uh, with um, with uh, the grain from toasted with the grain from with the flour from toasted uh, wheat that he allowed it uh, like a puppy. Okay, I think we'll call that a stopping place. We'll call that a duff. Everyone have a wonderful day.